when a brother hugs his slain brother's killer. This is a podcast about wherewithal, and as they all are about bias. The other day, a Dallas police officer was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the murder of a neighbor where life in prison or even the death sentence might have made more sense, particularly out of a state like Texas. Yeah, more sense? You and I live in a world that's increasingly become split by a hate, blame, divide, destroy, and retaliate kind of society. Bold words, I know, but just turn on quote-unquote supposed news channels, end quote, and just watch as the bashing and hating and destroying unfolds. I'm not even sure that we could call it news anymore, but that's sort of another podcast. Back to this story. Yahoo News a couple of days ago reported about the sentencing moment of a lifetime, as I'll call it. There it is with a photo of a man hugging a killer, the killer of his own brother, right there in front of the court's bench. This moment of a brother asking a judge right there on the stand if he could stop and hug in a courtroom where sentencing takes place, the murderer of his brother is powerful. Too powerful to ignore, frankly. The prosecutor of 37 years said he'd never seen anything like it. Here in the midst of victim impact statements, in the presence of his own mother and other family members, the public, prosecution, and defense... This man, a young, looking up to his older brother kind of guy, takes on what his deceased loved one would want for a wrongdoer. More than that, he says that prison isn't what was wanted, knowing his brother. The story is enhanced by the power of this moment when tears are rolling. Not only by the murderous police officer, the brother, the judge too. Hugs are active, jury and judge and cameras are all present. Then as if there is not enough here, later when the mother calls out the law enforcement agencies for their poor investigation, their possible cover-up, sloppiness and seemingly some cleaning up of what the mother calls laundry is needed, nothing in this story is left out. Some family members shouted later, no justice, no peace. Echoing another story too, making the point that there's more here. The parallels and paradoxes of crime, death, race, systemic bias, sensitivity to all sides, adding in this other thing called sheer love and passion are captured not by the sophistication of juris doctorates, the wisdom of judge, jury, or even the laws of this great land, but by an 18-year-old who never lost sight of the brother he loves. Loves is a present tense term there on purpose, by the way. Look, I know when many check out this story, they're going to miss the point of today's podcast because of biases that will interfere with the ability to digest the material. Why? This particular article has significant references to faith, and that, sadly, will blind many readers to toss the whole story to the side. Sadly? 
Sure. While this man's wherewithal to hug his brother's killer is somehow intertwined with his own spiritual bias in some form of faith, his wherewithal comes from what he believes, which comes from his mind, which comes from his own human self, and that is a point to consider. What a cool story about meaning, resilience, and moving things forward. As uncommon as it is as well to see excellent reporting in the media, these reporters from Yahoo News get a 10 frickin' star. That's out of 10, by the way. Yesterday, though, a different news outlet made it a headline to say that the mother to both boys wanted the world to know that the hug was not to be misconstrued, in my word, as a pass to all involved. This proud mother to both men, the one slain and the one who forgave a killer, said some things about each of her boys that can be so equally appreciated. For the slain son, he would have shared the bowl of ice cream with a confused intruder had she thought to say something instead of shooting. And the other, the boy who forgave, the mom is said to say this. He did so entirely on his own in that courtroom, and it was a surprise to even her. The mother said that her son's remarkable, as she called it, forgiveness moment in a courtroom that made that judge cry too, was not about a free pass, again my words, to all involved. Mom said that is what could be misconstrued. She spoke, saying, as she did just after the sentencing ended the other day, that there was plenty of blame to go around in the Texas system of agencies involved in her son's trial killer. Multiple agency who, she says, share in the responsibility from how the officers are trained to how they handle investigations to getting a murder taken to trial. Her point is to say that forgiveness, as amazing as it is, is not about forgetting. Let me talk about that for a minute. I know this forgiveness thing is probably a whole other podcast, but Let's just touch on it for a minute. I tell clients many, many times as they attempt to live by this highly dysfunctional cliche, and please, I think you'll recognize it, it's the one that says forgive and forget. Let me just be diplomatic, vague, and kind. That's absolutely ridiculous. Those that are supposed to forget probably haven't forgiven at all. Why? First of all, the science of forgiveness. Then there's the stories and the studies of other tragedies where forgiveness is almost unfathomable to a culture demanding retaliation disguised in some other word called justice. Yet another podcast. It shows that those who speak of the tragedies they've suffered at the hands of others and who have forgiven have done so in their speaking about it in detail with sobriety and peace and even humor. So while this podcast is truly not about forgiveness, but bias, it is that all of them have been those who have been injured and shifting into forgiveness. Don't forget a thing. Forgiving and forgetting are not synonyms at all, as this mother wanted to point out. To forget an injury actually suggests that forgiveness has not occurred. Since in forgetting something, the way to forgive would be impossible. Sweeping something under the rug is the point that the mother wanted to address. Forgiveness of a killer is not about saying nothing happened. 
something did, it's also to say some things could be improved upon and changed. Now back to her boy. He makes the real story here, hugging the killer of his brother. Bias is huge in these seemingly changing times. How could a man so in love with a family member stop and pause in the sentencing moment and hug a murderer? Because he viewed his brother's life as worth keeping alive. I've spoken here in this podcast of other biases, most topics of controversy such as faith and sex and politics. You know all the things that people say not to speak about in shared company, even though we run to our TV and watch the news to listen to topics of faith, sex, and politics. I've spoken here of faith favorably and unfavorably. Politics, too. The first one ever here was about the Mueller report, both as critical thinking and as a waste of money. Picking a side will irritate you if you're listening to this podcast because there really isn't a side. Except maybe that bias could be better shiftable if we tried. I remember the podcast that I did about pride. You know, about those men and women who not only have some pride, but they like sex with their own gender. Careful, that's shocking. And... These folks could be the ones to teach a bigger culture, a majority culture, a thing or two about the benefits of holding your head up high as you live your life. That was a podcast as well. Yeah, and I made some comment about pride and where it began in some historical timeline. All in all, the story of a murderous off-duty police officer in Dallas culminating in a diverse ending in a courtroom photo of a killer and a murdered sibling hug on sentencing day, well, that is a reflection of what the human psyche can do, biases and all, only if it will. The point here is about wherewithal and psyches. Wherewithal exists in one human story after a million others. You have it too. So do I. This thing called wherewithal. Reading the Yahoo story is not about getting distracted by what is right or wrong. But by paying attention to this thing called wherewithal. And for today, this is my voice. <laughs>